Bago tayo tamaan ng pandemic, bihira lang tayong nakakabasa sa balita ng anything na tungkol sa cycling, lalo na sa bike commuting. At ngayon, mas madaming tao na ang nag-e-engage sa conversation about biking at nahahighlight na ang bike infrastructure. Sa mga recent news na lumalabas, na most of them went viral or at least na pag-uusapan ng mga affected communities, ano kaya ang take ng mga nagbabike for transport? Let's listen to the thoughts of bike commuters about cycling news in the Philippines. This is Lester Babiera and you are listening to Tambike Session, an anima podcast. Kasama ko ngayon si Josh Manuel at Ilay Gotian, dalawang bike commuters sa Metro Manila. Hello Josh and Ilay, kamusta? Welcome to Tambike Session. Hi Lester. Hi Lester, thank you for inviting me. Maraming salamat din for accepting the invitation. So yung gagawin natin ay parang bike commuters react to episode. So magbibigay ako ng mga balita. I'll also give a brief summary about it and let's hear your thoughts. Ano game? Okay. Game. Game, game. So yung unang balita ay galing sa Philippine Daily Inquirer. Ang headline niya ay DOTR plan. Pedestrians, bikers get top priority in the next six years. DOTR will give priority to bikers and pedestrians. Nagland siya sa front page, sa headlines ng newspaper. And according to many mobility advocates, it's something na bihira lang na mangyari or never nilang na-imagine na mangyayari ever dito sa uh, Pilipinas, yung ganong klaseng media coverage. So kayo, what are your thoughts about this na mabibigyan ng top priority in the next six years, yung pedestrians and bikers? Anyone can answer first? Honestly, para about time. <laughs> Kasi nag-bike commute na even before nung wala pa talaga infra para sa pagbabike. Wala, para everyday, di mo sigurado kung huli mo na. Kung <laughs> it's your last day on earth. <laughs> Oo, oh, alam kong garapal na yung ibang mga motorista ngayon. Pero medyo compared sa dati, parang medyo kebs pa rin. <laughs> uh, parang hindi pa rin nag-improve, ganun. Medyo nag-improve. I mean, lalo na yung EDSA dati talagang mag-EDSA ka lang pag madali-madali ka na wala ka ng joystick. So at least ngayon, kung maglalagay talaga sila ng infra para sa pedestrians at sa mga nagbabay, eh, eh sana tuloy nila. <laughs> Ikaw, may hopes ka ba na sa tingin mo mangyayari to Kasi halimbawa, di ba, DOTR promised din na uh, magagawa yung MRT 7. Pero until now, parang wala pa din. Dapat daw in operation na yun, di ba, in 2022 or this year, pero parang wala pa din talagang nakikita ang plano na magsisimula or opening nearby. Sa tingin mo ba mangyayari ito, Josh? Uh, <laughs> uh, depend- minsan mangyayari na lang, depende sa LG kung matino ka usap eh. Sa QC, medyo umaasa ako kung magkakaroon man. Nga lang, hindi mo alam, maling timeline nila kung ano mangyayari within one year, two year, three years. Baka antay lang nila mag six years tapos biglang maghahabol na seven, eight. Mm-hmm. How about you, Eli? What's your reaction on this news? Well, it's a big deal. I mean, to have DOTR and then front page pa from the newspaper saying uh, if they will prioritize cycling and walking. Rent. It's a very big deal. And at the same time, it's something that we could really hold the national government accountable on. Well, I, 
nandun eh. So, there's no hiding it. There's no other way through it. They have to deliver. And if not, as citizens here in the country, we have to hold them accountable. So, I hope na they would really have a roadmap and not just a roadmap, not just plans, but then actual designs and how it will actually mesh on the national level down to the local level to the LGUs. So, but with just having that statement in itself, it's a very big deal now. Ako naman, very hopeful, nakakatuwa yung balita na yan. Pero sana hindi lang sa salita, alam mo yun. Well, to be fair naman, nung prenomis nila during the pandemic, nagagawa sila ng bike infrastructure, we've seen it, it's there. Pero in six years, medyo matagal yung planning. So medyo hopeful ako na magiging maganda in six years. Yun nga lang, sana walang kumontra, di ba? Kasi sometimes, alam mo naman dito sa Pilipinas, we move forward. One step, tapos we move back two steps, di ba? Parang may mga ganun. Oo. Nasabi ko, at least yung DOTR ngayon, mukhang medyo nag-upursigin naman sa mga plano nila. Medyo umasa na onte. Medyo umasa na onte. Ikaw, Josh, you mentioned na matagal ka ng bike commuter. So, ito sa, sa news report na to ng Philippine Daily Inquirer, they mentioned about instances na naaaksidente yung mga siklista from 2017 to 2021. May na-report na 130 people na namatay and 6,405 na na-injure na figures from Metro Manila Development Authority. During the time ba na nagbabike ka before the pandemic, gano'n ba siya kahirap? Para lang may idea yung ating mga listeners na never nagbike before or never pa nagbabike until now. Kung balik sa Ortigas na lang, sa may tapak ng Lasal, parang ngayon kahit pa paano mayroong bike lane, kahit na... Madami naman di pumapansin. Pero dati, parang aabangan mo na lang na mag-bike ka ng rush hour para di gumagalaw yung mga kotse. Kasi mas safe pang gumit na ka na lang sa kanila habang di gumagalaw. Mm-hmm. Tapos, kahit pa pa, no, dahil medyo mas maingay na yung mga tao ngayon, sa infra, medyo mas napapansin na din. Kasi ako, munti ka na ako masama dun sa statistics. Eh. Oh no. Kailan to? Before the pandemic? Oo, mga 6 or 7 years ago ata. Sumukot yung gulong ko sa butas sa alsada. Tapos sumayang lang ako. Ayun, tinakbo ko sa hospital. Oh no, oh no. So ang ang may kasalanan nito, eh, yung pangit na kalsada. Tama ba? Eh, parang yung, yung ahensya ng gobyerno, hindi nila sinusundon yung, <laughs> yung mga guidelines na sila mismo gumagawa eh. Kasi sumukot ako sa gulong ng drainage na nasa gitna ng kalsada. <laughs> Oh no, yeah, sa gitna ng kalsada. Ang, ang, ang weird. Oh. No, no? Going back to the report, sinabi rin dito na meron ng 378 kilometers of quote-unquote protected bike lanes na na-complete as of May 2022. Happy ba kayo sa protected bike lanes na meron dito sa Metro Manila? Eli? It doesn't feel like that, they, that they've done that plenty or distance that they've done. It, it might look like, I mean, based from the pictures and all, but then it doesn't feel protected. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between saying that it was built protected and there's a different feeling of feeling actually protected in the bike lane. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It helps. Uh, but then it still needs improvement. Yeah. Which hopefully in the future... In, in the next six years na pre-namise nila. Yeah, in the next six years that they, that they promised. So, well, at the end of the day, that really comes down to the actual... The, those people that 
will be pushing for it in the government so your political will mo and dun sa budget yeah importante ang budget niyan yes yes super because right now as you know from the previous administrations build 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 a lot of the budget went into our real sector so we'll see let's see how they go around with the budget now cuz a lot of the budgets being used in other areas so hopefully kaya pa sa road sector especially dun sa bike lanes natin and as well as sa pedestrians ikaw Josh what's what are your comments regarding this quote unquote protected bike lanes depende sa lugar kasi like meron na certain spots na okay talaga Parang meron yata isa, dalawang kilometro dito sa Mi Agham Road. Yan na maganda. Nakahiwalay talaga siya, mataas yung island. Basta hindi, ka, hindi siya pasukin ng kotse, parang feel mo okay ka. Yung sa EDSA, parang okay naman yung ginawa nilang semento siya. Kasi hirap pasukin ng, ng hindi bike eh. Yeah. Sana I guess at least yung katulad ng EDSA yung ginawa nilang minimum standard. Kasi there are some spots parang dito sa Mi, again, sa Ortigas Avenue. Ginawa nila, plastic bollards lang. Eh, parang every time may lalagay siya, the next day... <laughs> Nababangga, nasisira din siya. Oo, eh. Kung usapang budget lang, baka mas makatipid sila kung ilagay na nila yung hindi bibigay lang. Correct. Tama yan. And lastly, for this article, it mentioned about the bicycle network. So yung connectivity ng mga bike lanes na to all around Metro Manila... Ano pa yung kailangan nilang i-improve? Or is it already connected now? And ipapolish na lang nila in the next six years? Oh, it's very far. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it, they didn't do a good job or anything, but then it's still far from being an actual network. The weird, well, the interesting thing about Metro Manila is that the, it's a bunch of cities that are very, very close to each other. And the LGUs all have their different agendas or different priorities. So I really think like DOTR, all the other agencies under it, and MMDA, they really have to talk to all these LGUs and really focus on a possible design that they would strictly follow. Because yes, they are, there are designs that come out, but then it's not followed by all the LGUs to the, to the dot. Or sometimes the LGUs have their own design. So that would work in other areas if you're one city and then your next city is a bit far from you. But then in an area like Metro Manila, you're, you take one step, you're in another city. You take another yes, step, yes. you're in another uh, city. That was iba-iba lang eh, no? Yeah. So you could, in plain sight, when you're in that Ortigas Ensa area, because ADB Ave is actually almost split into three. You have Galet, which is QC, and then you have that ADB Ave on the right side, which is Manda, tapos yeah. on the left, it's Pasig. <laughs> Labo-labo na. Oh, the, the, the zoning is crazy. But then, it's a challenge and someone must be up for it. And I think the OTR can do it and they should do it. Uh, but one thing that a protected network needs talaga is other than the bike lanes, is a well-designed intersection for all intersections. Yeah. That's the point of most conflict eh. I mean, if you're in a bike lane, you're in a bike lane. <laughs> but once you hit the intersection area, if you don't have a protected intersection with either your bike box or your extended curbs where bikes can pass through, 
wala eh. That's the point of the most conflict in, in, the, in our whole street design is if, mm. if they need to prioritize anything, especially in the network, it's the intersections and how all the different bike lanes from the different LGUs will connect. Yeah. At natutulungan din nun yung mga pedestrians, right? Oh yeah. Super. Definitely. How about you, Josh? And yung comment mo sa bike lane network natin ngayon? And moving forward into this six years, uh, how can they improve this? Kung kinikilain nila na connected by portion ng Metro Manila, ibig sabihin, pag lumagpas ka ng Makati, hindi na Metro Manila yun. Oo. Kasi pag lumagpas ka na ng, ng Pasay or Taguig, parang wala nang bike lane na dadaanan para tumagos sa ibang city eh. Yeah. Kahit yung mga medyo major. Ewan ko, parang gets naman na may papasalamat na may ginawa sila. Pero laki naman ng claim na parang laki ng ginawa. Yes, yes. At parang kailangan pa nila talaga mag-improve, no? Speaking of improvement, may mga suggestions ba kayo for the next six years? Well, like Ilay was saying about making better intersections. Do you have other suggestions? Parang just in case may nakikinig sa atin dito, in the next six years, <laughs> ano yung kailangan nilang pagtuunan ng pansin ang, ng DOTR? And we're not just talking about Metro Manila dito, di ba? Kasi DOTR oh, is a national... Uh-huh. agency. So, pati sa iba't ibang parts ng Pilipinas, sakop tong pagpa-prioritize sa pedestrians and cyclists. Lakihan na nila yung bike lane. Lakihan na nila yung bike lane. Kasi ang dami ng siklista oh. nagsisiksikan na tayo. And prioritize talaga, no? Oh, ito ka parang bukod dun, parang kung di nalang magawa yung clear yung sidewalk. Inevitably kasi yung mga pedestrian pupunta sa bike lane kasi kahit papano may harang sa traffic tapos makakalakan mm-hmm. sila ng patag lang. Uh, parang, of course, hindi siya ideal na pinagasama mo yung siklista pati pedestrian. Pero yeah. mas safe nang magkasama sila kaysa ihalong mo sila sa kotse o sa motor. So parang medyo half measure siya. Pero kung nakihan nila yung bike lane, medyo giginhawa yung buhay ng iba. Yan. Oh. At huwag na sila ma-intimidate sa mga kotse. All of these years, puro na lang. Things for motorized vehicles. Bigyan nyo naman sa pedestrians oh. and cyclists, di ba? Yeah. And, and, and you try during the six years and let's see what happens. Kung sa tingin nyo, hindi mag-work, edi, <laughs> let's try to re-strategize, di ba? O ilay ikaw. Uh-huh. Well, aside from what Jess said na tama naman, they should stick to the design na very comfortable yung cyclist. A bike network should be accompanied by good policies, both on the national and local level, that would integrate to the network, that would, you know, keep the network sustainable, either through different, through the budget, through funding, or through different laws or ordinances that would keep the bike network and its overall design functioning <laughs> at how, how we want it to function and how it's originally supposed to function. Because you could always just put up a design, pero if but if you have you know other people going inside or some people changing up design or all sorts of these stuff, there there must be countermeasures to this. Na stated in, in the law, na you know you can't do that. And part of the policy should be that people from these uh, implementing agencies should bike to work. I mean, this have to be every day. Yeah, but at least they have to experience. Next news. It was just published this January. MMDA ice elevated bike lanes. And the elevated <laughs> bike lanes now will be built sa taas ng mga sidewalks of both northbound and southbound lanes ng EDSA. O kaya sa white lanes <laughs> daw sa Quezon City. Okay. 
I think this is part of tourism. So what are your thoughts about this? Uh, tourism? Really? <laughs> okay, ako na, I think it's, it's very ridiculous. Kasi una, una pa lang, nabasa ko pa lang na sidewalk. Parang where are the sidewalks sa EDSA? Wala ka nga nakikitang naglalakad doon kasi parang hindi nga proper yung sidewalks doon, di ba? So, medyo ridiculous. And at the same time, an elevated bike lane is somehow a stupid idea. Kasi, ano siya It gives more of a hassle than, you know, a convenience to people who are doing active transport. Okay, halatang hindi sila nag-coordinate. If DOTR says that they are gonna prioritize it, and then MMD comes up with something like this, it just clashes. Not rock. It's not rocket science. If you're gonna prioritize walking and cycling, and you know, provide them the most convenience, why are they the ones who are supposed to adjust and go up? At the same time, if it's mainly for tourism, why along Edsa? What are the scenic areas that you will use to go around Edsa? What are the scenic? Places in Edsa, I, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's, what, you're gonna pass by, let's say, SM, another SM, probably some other private subdivisions. You're giving priority back to the vehicles or the speed of private vehicles, again, down below. And you're asking cyclists, not just recreational cyclists, but all cyclists to go up. One, it's gonna cost a lot, a lot more. So... Again, Sanyun budget, though. I mean, where are you going to get the budget for that as well? It's a very costly band-aid solution that would, at the end, there are like how many intersections along EDSA? So you're going to have bike ramps going up and then going back down again and then going back <laughs> up and then back down again. I think they need to talk again about it <laughs> because what DOTR said originally was was already okay. So... They possibly need a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Ikaw, Josh, ano yung tingin mo dito sa balitang ito? Kung itutuloy nila yan, kung nag-bike commute ka lang, Edsa, magdala ka na ng first aid kit. <laughs> Kasi... Sample lang pro niya. Nasubukan ko na yung dati, meron pa silang mga... Yung supposedly pang wheelchairs na pedestrian overpass. Yeah. So, sinubukan ko siya kung ibaba ng bike. Medyo, kung hindi mo alam ginagawa mo, sisample lang at sisample lang ka. And not to mention, pag bumaba ka, may pedestrians doon. So, ang lala ng conflict. Well, to be fair, sinabi naman nila na these are for safety purposes. <laughs> uh, <What>? and, <laughs> maglalagay ba sila ng, I don't know, CCTVs along the length of it? Kasi, like, anyone who's commuted along EDSA na hindi nakakotse, may kwentong hold up. Yeah. Or, yeah. or nakawan. Correct. And if they're talking about safety in terms of road users, if you just check the MMD account of which vehicle is or is involved in the most crashes, it's car on car. It's vehicle on vehicle. And the only way or one of the only ways to decrease that that accidents and accidents on cyclists as well and pedestrians is to lower speed limits of vehicles. They mm-hmm. need to reduce the speed uh, and also add more protected infrastructure but not to that scale of <laughs> elevating the cyclist. <laughs> so, fine, you, you elevate the cyclist and all. Road crashes are still going to be road crashes. Yes. On For vehicle side, and especially on the pedestrian side as well. You're, you're, you're giving the, the private vehicle users even a faster way of going around, even though that with induced demand, they're just going to get slower. But then, yeah, it, it's you're 
just countering it. Oh, by the way, yung balita <laughs> na yan is from the Manila Times. Next news tayo from nollisolly.ph Biking as PE elective. Good idea from Ateneo Senior High School. Yung news na to is from a post of a senior high school teacher who went around the online sphere when he uploaded photos of the first day of Ateneo Senior High School students cycling class. So what are your thoughts about this news? Hindi ko na muna pagtatawanan ng Ateneo for a few months. Grabe. Anong ginawa ng Ateneo <laughs> sa'yo, Josh? <laughs> uh, Malaki no, ba yung kasalanan ng Ateneo sa'yo? Hindi, <laughs> kasi I mean, for a school, ang daming open space. but parang 60% nila parking lot, diba? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, pero that aside, gusto lang talaga malaman ano yung finals nila. Parang kailangan ba nila mag-bike? Parang ano, pataas at pababa ng katikunan. <laughs> 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 Ako, I, w- I will be doing an interview with them for first bike ride. So, aalamin ko yan, tatanungin ko sa teacher kung ano ang finals nila. Pero, yeah, nakakatuwa na malaman na merong class na to. Kasi, believe it or not, ang daming hindi marunong palang magbike na Pilipino. So, this is a good way for them to know how to ride the bike and hopefully get them educated on the road. Uh-huh. kung how it works, paano sila maging safe, etc., etc. Okay, Eli, what are your thoughts about this news? I was, I was waiting for something like this to, to pop <laughs> up. It's about time. Like what Josh said with the previous article, it's about time talaga that this push comes from the academic sector. Uh, actually, yan yun kulang, especially on the on private schools. That's uh, That's what we thought before that would be the biggest hindrance uh, for younger generations to actually bike to school because we all know that most of these private schools either in in high school or in college they are all being brought by private vehicles sorry not all but a, a good majority of them are being brought by private vehicles and by having this as a PE or a, or I guess elective if I'm not mistaken Elective. It will really like open their eyes to it. And when I was reading the article here, it's not just how to ride the bike, but then like the overall transport situation now. Mm-hmm. Tapos, you know, the whole, maybe not the entire advocacy of it, but then good parts of it to inform these students that possibly maybe three-fourths of them would arrive with Ateneo by car to show them that there is this different side of transport that they could opt to and that they should also fight for. Uh, that they're affected by, and just by introducing it to them in a very, I know, very safe way, it's still a gateway, diba? So, uh, very, very big props to the Ateneo PE department or whoever is in charge of that. Very, very good, and I hope that these students will be hopefully converted into bike commuters later on. Might not be their entire five days commute, but one to two days instead of using your car, that's already a... One less car on the road. I just like how they're introducing it to that, I mean, to the crowd of like, in my private schools talaga. I mean, the one enticing thing that that kept me and my commuting rent is that, you know, instead of having a car and like upgrading your car, etc. like that, other than 
it being a bit more expensive or a lot more expensive just to have your own vehicle and how you could personalize it down to like the handlebar, the frame. I hope it, it, it promotes a different lifestyle and a different interest in these kids na parang, okay, then, okay, I, could, I want to strive to get this bike and then get these parts and all. So in a way, not just helps the bike com- bike commuters or them themselves, but the, the bike community, especially the shops around in the area. Or in their neighborhood. Or in their neighborhood, right? So it, it helps the overall community. Ikaw, Josh, would you like to add more about Excited akong makaranas sila nung lumalaki yung neighborhood nila. Pag nakakawatchi ka kasi or even with yung normal na POV, parang ang dami mo na may miss na small spots sa neighborhood mo na malapit ka lang dito. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, certain places, especially if you're in Katipunan, yung Esteban Nevada, pag linakad mo yun ang dulo to dulo, ang haba ng feeling. Totoo, ang haba talaga. As in, na natry ko na for the first, first time ko sa atin ngayon. <laughs> Sabi ko, ano ba yan? Hindi ba ba tayo tapos? Parang pagod na pagod na yun pa ako. Oo, oh, di ba? Pero kung nakabike ka, ano yun? Parang four minutes? Wala, yeah. wala ka pang padyak. <laughs> Correct. Tama, tama. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, magbaling outlook nila. <laughs> hopefully, this will inspire other schools to follow. Kasi maganda talaga yung program na to. Okay. Last news to react to. Okay. From philstarlife.com So, this was inspired by James Deakin's column suggesting the removal of bike lanes and giving it back to cars and other motorized vehicles or making it a dedicated motorcycle lane. Ang title ng article, Do Bike Lanes Serve Their Purpose and Serve Them Well? So, dito sa article, may mention <laughs> din yung viral comment ni Inka Magnaye about her comment dun sa post ni James Deakin. So, what are your thoughts about this article? Especially yung, yung title pa lang, very provoking na eh. Do bike lanes serve their purpose and serve them well? Okay, si Josh mo kong madaming ano, gustong sabihin nito. Parang tumatawa na siya. Umpisa pa lang. Go, Josh. Realistically, yung pintura, hindi talaga siya bike lane. Like, hindi siya protection. But at the same time, pag naganasa mo mag-bike sa labas ng Metro Manila, na walang bike lane, Parang bumalik ka lang na onti sa any part of Metro Manila na hindi gano'ng binabastos yung bike lane. Parang feeling mo, parang, shit, ginaslight ba ako? Parang, is, mm-hmm. is paint actually protection? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ko to when I, when I was biking from, ano, from Alabang, parang the entire way back to Central Metro Manila, sa na loob ko. Tapos paglapag ko ng Pasig, wala, ano nangyayari? Ba't niyo ginigit-git? Ba't, ganito mm-hmm. ba feeling na masarap yung buhay? yeah. Yeah. Kahit pintura lang siya. Ganito ba yung feeling ng masarap yung buhay? Oo. Oh, as in, in ganon yung feeling. Yung, yung mga, parang shit, maganda rin pag, pagpapatakbo ni Joy Belmonte sa QC. Okay ba talaga sa amin? So, <laughs> they would serve their purpose if talagang pinapenalize yung mga nag-violate doon. Kasi gamit hmm. naman sila. And honestly, parang kung pipigyan mo yung mga ibang nag-bike count, in certain areas, mas madami pang dumadaan na bike kaysa kotse. And halos barely a bike lane pa yun. What more if safe siya para sa lahat na hindi mo kailangan maging matapang or malakas loob? Tama. Ako naman, I've commented on this uh, over Twitter. Parang sinasabi ko na... Kasi they were saying na pampaskip lang daw yung bike lane. Ngayon nandiyan na yung mga kotse. Parang hindi na talaga nila sineserve. Wala nang nagbabike. It's just para sa akin... 
wala kayong nakikita kasi una, pwedeng nakalagpas na yung biker sa inyo. Pangalawa, yun nakikita kasi hindi naman sila yung priority niyo on the road. I remember when I was still an active car driver, hindi ko napapansin na ang dami palang nagbabay commute. Nakafocus lang talaga ako sa dami ng sasakyan sa kalsada. Oh. Pangalawa, kaya, kaya siguro hindi nagbabay commute yung mga tao. Eh kasi nakaka-intimidate naman talaga na sobrang dami ng mga sasakyan. And when you look at the bigger picture, mas maganda na ipagbabay commute mo yung mga tao more than ipagkukotse mo yung karamihan ng mga residente ng Metro Manila or people who are plying the roads of this mega city. Kasi nagawa naman natin yun eh during the pandemic na ang daming nagbabike, mas madaming nagbabike kesa nagsasasakyan. So parang nakakainis lang na gumawa ng article because of an opinion column saying that hindi na kailangan yung bike lanes, natanggalin na to at ibalik na sa mga motorized vehicle. It's just like saying na, oh, balik na lang tayo sa dating chaos. Ay, balik na lang tayo sa, <laughs> you know, sa dating problema. Hindi ko alam kung bakit niya sinabi yun. Hindi, niya alam, hindi ko alam kung, kung bakit pinopromote pa rin yung car culture. Eh, napatunayan naman natin over the years na it's not really effective in, you know, easing the congestion in Metro Manila. Okay, ilay ka. Well, I'm trying to like <laughs> see it on how they were interpreting it and how what assumptions that they were doing. I have a feeling that James Deacon was he was thinking in a, in a, on a point of view na okay, right now it is it's not the right design at all and it's giving us car drivers an inconvenience. So let's remove it and then they'll make it They'll, they'll put in a better one or more well-designed one, you know, right after. But we all know that that's not the case. <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, well, one, if they are going to do it, how long is it going to take for them to do it? You know, we have tons of studies, feasibility studies, plans, statements. But then what actually comes into, into reality, right? So you're taking away the one thing that we already have now and just hoping that it would come back better. But with the track record that, you know, that our implementing agencies have, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen that quickly mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. i rather have, you know, what we have right now and then they build on it. You know, show it is flawed, right? It is flawed right now in some areas, maybe not all, but in some areas. So you just have to build on what is working. Just the same as NCAP, It's also another issue right now. The overall idea of it is good. If we finally we will have an automated system that would, you know, that would lessen the corruption and keep vehicles or uh, drivers in their place, disciplined through a system, it wasn't done well. <laughs> There's no hiding from that. It was done well. And there are things that it could still be, that it could improve on. But then, parang instead of removing it totally, parang they could have adjusted it in moderation so that it would hit their target. But at the same time, still keeping, you know, still keeping safety on the road. I'm sure all of us felt it, especially us cyclists, na, or bike commuters. Na, during NCAP, mas matino yung mga drivers during that <laughs> That time. Like, no one was in oh, the bike lane. That glorious period of NCAP. Oh, sobrang, <laughs> sobrang glorious yung period na yun. I, I remember like going down Ortigas be- right before NSAG. 
before crossing to passing. As in, walang motor sa bike lane. Tapos once they took it out, the very next day, ayun, nandun yung motorcycles ulit sa bike lane. I mean, I don't wanna go on the, the motorcycles because obviously, they're actually the most among every one of us, among yeah. car drivers, cyclists. Like, they're a lot. So, yeah, maybe they should be given their, their own lane and take away another lane from private vehicles. At the end of the day, they do move a lot more people with us and them compared to uh, motorized vehicles. So, instead of taking it out, just improve on it. So, these four articles, ito yung mga recent articles published about cycling. Ako personally, I hope more media outlets, the mainstream, and also in social media, na maglabas sila ng mga storya about biking, about bike infrastructure, about policies, about transport. Kasi, it makes us more visible. It makes uh, yung media mileage na yun, it's very important for us cyclists. Kasi, it makes our voices heard. Kayo, what are your thoughts about the media showcasing cycling? I'm trying to see if it goes the same a theory as, you know, any media is good media, kind bad or good. But then maybe maybe on cycling, it, there needs to be a bit more good uh, than, than bad. It's It would help a lot the other population or especially those that drive cars on a daily basis to hear the different stories and the different benefits that cyclists have on the road or if, if we prioritize them. So, yeah, any amount of media is good. They could be controversial and that could help spark discussions, uh, especially within families or within friend groups. Anything to get advocates and to get those who promote it to talk to it to talk about it with their friends and family, I think that's that's a win. So if, if it helps push it, if the article allows or the media allows more conversations to happen and more voices to be heard, then I really hope there could be more. And, you know, with the first article with DOTR say that they're going to prioritize in the next six years, hopefully now there'll be a lot more articles on it the next few years. Yes. Okay, how about you, Josh? I guess my main thing about like media coverage of anything covering cycling is sana hindi na ganun ka-scar-centric yung editorial slant. Kasi parang lagi na lang napatay ng, ng kotse. Hindi eh. Kung parang ang dami namang paraan para hindi ka makapatay. So at least bakit kailangan biktima lang? Parang aksidente lang yan. When there are so many things that could have been done, especially on the side of the driver, na hindi mangyari yun. Parang magbumalay ako ng lasing. For mm. one. Dama, dama. All coverage is good coverage. Even if just to draw to the fact na parang a car isn't just a means of transportation. It's also a lethal weapon. And people should be aware of it. And the responsibilities that come with it. Ang lisensya isn't a right. It's a privilege. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Ako as someone who is in the media business, na niniwala din ako na reporters should also be, you know, responsible, gets to the context, and at the same time, not be car-centric. Na tama ka nga naman, hindi naman aksidente ang isang car crash, di ba? Hindi naman aksidente yung hindi pag-follow sa traffic rules and regulations. So, 
mga ganon. And how about social media? What can you say about it? Lalo na tayong tatlo, very active tayo on Twitter. Ayan si Josh, di ba? Nag-viral yung Facebook post niya about BGC, not being a walkable oh, no. city, di ba? So, yung, yung social media, and and now recently I'm exploring TikTok, and na nakita ko yung potential niya of reaching more people, even people who are not into transport, di ba? What are your thoughts about na napupunta rin sa social media yung mga cycling news? Well, I think just like any other industry nowadays, like social media is key. Whether that may be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, they all have a different crowd. All different, as in different, different crowds from Facebook. Iba yung crowd sa Facebook, sa crowd ng Twitter, ng Instagram, and ng TikTok. And I think that if we're able to use it in a way that would best benefit each type of social media app, could get a very, very wide variety of people to listen or to just be exposed to this type of, you know, a lifestyle, but that on new, on better ways on how we could improve our city or on ways that we can improve our city, which one of them is cycling. Yeah, social media is super key, like especially for the younger generation now, because at the end of the day, it's their world that's going to be affected, you know, down the line, 40, 50 years, they're going to, either reap the benefits of our choices now or they're gonna deal with the consequences of our choices. Primarily, it's because of either politicians or those very wealthy people that have power. And we need to show the next generation that they are a part of it and that they will be directly affected by it. And with that, if they feel that way as well, they'll let you know, their parents know, they let their older generation na uh, your choices affect our choices. And if you want us to survive, I don't want to sound very doomsday, but it, 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 it is what it is. We, we need to do better. And the best way to engage, you know, the next generation is through social media, aside from talking to them. But then, yeah, we have a bigger reach through social media. Mm-hmm. How about you, Josh? Last thoughts about this? Oh, <laughs> Social media is weird in the sense of you can get a lot of information out, mm-hmm. but you can't get any discourse in. Yeah, yeah. Pwede rin gano'n. Thankfully nga, like, nung nag-viral yung post ko na parang BGC is a car-centric hellhole cosplaying as a walkable city. And there were a lot of people na advocates who had a lot more patience than me na kinakausap yung mga tao sa comments. Parang, oo, oh, madaming ginagawang tama yung BGC, but at the same time, ang baba ng standards natin. Yes. Maraginan. So, it's, it, it can be a good thing. And at the same time, I, I think as far as you know, cycling content in the country, I, I wish there were more non-recreational aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Parang kahit na uh, show me a grocery run, tapos kape, tapos parang shit, lakit ko sa buhay ko, stuff like that. I, I think we need to see na parang biking isn't primarily a sport. It's a means of transport. And that's something we all need to get into. Say, ang daming iniisip na Okay, bike, kailangan nakalike na ka na. Tapos aakit ah, kayo sumulong. Parang, hindi eh. Parang pwede naman mag-bike lang kayo sa kanto. Tapos magkikita-kita lang kayo doon. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot more people need to get into that aspect of it. For us to, you know, enact any real change. Correct. Tama. Social media will trigger, main, will mainstream it a lot more. Eh. So we really need yeah. We're really happy about the media mileage that cycling is getting right now. 
whether it's mainstream or social media. And I hope we get to see more. Eli and Josh, maraming maraming salamat for this conversation. I really enjoyed. Gusto kong malaman ng mga tao kung ano talaga yung reactions ng actual bike commuters sa mga balitang to. And kung effective ba, kung masaya ba sila na binabalita yung biking and all. Again, Eli and Josh, maraming maraming salamat for accepting my invitation to be in this episode. Salamat, Thank, Thank you so much. Yes. And to our listeners, maraming maraming salamat for being with us in this episode. And sana magtambay ulit tayo sa susunod na episode ng Tambay Session.